Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live today from Homie, hanging out with our friends at Homie.com. Find out how they uh, they can save you money, whether you're buying or selling. Uh, Gordon, they're kind of rev- revolutionizing how things are done, and it's uh, always fun to come down here and hang out with them. Homie.com. Quick programming note, Austin Horton, executive producer of The Big Show, has worked his magic once again. Uh, excited uh, that uh, Petros Papadakis is going to join us at uh, 4.30, so we'll about 25 minutes from right now, Petros is going to be on with us. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he does a show, daily show, on Fox Sports in L.A., but he's also going to be doing sidelines for the Utah-Washington State game this weekend. He is, uh, he is a fun individual to talk with. And, man, does he know his football. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, excited that Petros is going to be on the show at uh, 4.30. But right now, let's, uh, let's listen to an interview with a man who also knows a thing or two about football, Gordon, shall we? Uh, Mike Leach was on the station earlier today, and they cover all sorts of things from what his team's doing to what he thinks about Utah to who he thinks should uh, play him in a movie. <laughs> it's always interesting when Mike is on the station. Uh, he starts out by uh, talking about his message to his team after that UCLA game. Uh, you just have to stick together and keep doing the good things you're doing and doing better, you know I mean? We played a half that I don't know if anybody else in the country can play, and we played another half that we would lose to virtually anybody in the country if we played like that. So it was quite a contrast. Was it something that UCLA adjusted to in the second half of that game, Coach? No, it was – no, I think we relaxed and we quit – I think we quit tackling and we quit taking care of the football would be the – this way to summarize that. So watching the way that Utah performed against USC, would you say that, that that's more of an anomaly for the Utah defense that's usually pretty darn good, the way they gave up that many yards? And is it something that you think that you can exploit in your passing game? You know, it's funny because and uh, everybody talks about how this team's different in the last team and the other team and I mean this as the ultimate compliment because I think um, they're achieving a lot of what they're setting out to achieve but Utah to me is the same every year I mean they're physical every year their defensive front's good every year their secondary's aggressive every year they're um Going to pound the football in there every year, just bludgeoning you. And then uh, the quarterback, well, maybe he'll run, maybe he won't, you know, and pop it up and throw it. And so I do think they have a real consistency to them and, and do a really good job that way. And so I think that's why they've been a strong team in the conference for a while. Um, and so I think they're always a, you know, they're always a big challenge. They're already, they're always one of the most physical teams that we play, and they're always, uh, 
extremely close, you know. So... Mike Leach, kind enough to join us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. What are some of the difficulties or the challenges of playing in this stadium here in Salt Lake City? Uh, yeah, it's a really nice spot. I mean, it's uh, the uh, the real pretty stadium. You got the mountains in the background. Uh I don't know. I guess I don't really feel like we're playing against that stadium very much. They always have, they've always had good crowds, and and most of them seem to be youth fans. So, you know. So, coach, <clears throat> you've got you've got family in the area. Do you get a lot of ticket requests for this game? Oh yeah, I get worn out. <laughs> you got a you got a brother who comes by our remotes all the time. He always likes to come by and say hi. Yeah, I dumped that ticket problem right on top of my wife. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Um, how's it going? Good. Um, no, I dumped that right on top of my wife. No, that's her deal. You want you want tickets? All right, call Sharon. Oh, really? Now, how many would you like? Okay, well, you're going to have to talk to Sharon. And so that's how that deal goes. And then, um, yeah, I learned that the hard way early on in my career, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of people want to go. I'll tell you the other reason is, um, if you think about it, uh, within our conference, uh, and, and it's more of a deal here probably than it is in Salt Lake, um, you know, we have direct flights there that take like 50 minutes to get there. I mean, just boom, you're there, whether it's out of Spokane or Lewiston, Idaho, you know, and then our charter doesn't take any time either. So there's a certain amount of Coug fans that um, it's a real easy game to get to. Coach, I know we're you know the game will be decided Saturday Saturday evening. Looking forward to the contest, but I have a question for you about your confidence level in your own ability as an as the offensive genius going against what many of us consider a defensive genius in Kyle Whittingham. How confident are you if you had to put the game on one play where you line up as a receiver and Coach Whittingham lines up as a defensive back? Who comes out on top? Who wins that contest and why? Shoot, it's kind of like the ending of the last year's game. <laughs> I think it, I think it'd be similar to last year's game, if you remember. Uh, you know, Aesop ran a great route, uh, made a couple guys miss, and mm-hmm. scored the winning touchdown. Mike Leach right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So, look, you've been around for a bit. You've traveled to a bunch of cities. I know you don't, you know, it's it's a work trip. You don't get to spend a lot of time in some of these cities. But if you had to choose, like, a, a, a city to, to go to, what would, it, what would it be? Like, what, what's your favorite, like, college football town or college football atmosphere that you've been to? Uh, to go to in, in conference or out? Uh, both, maybe. Okay, let me think about this. So in conference, and you don't get to spend any time to smell the roses, so it would be the setting of the game. 
within our conference, Utah's an excellent one. <coughs> um, scenic. Um, even though it's, see, that's the thing, because I like college towns better than urban centers. Even though Salt Lake's an urban setting, it's, you know, it's pretty accommodating to get to and from. It's not, you know, it's not like uh, messing around with those Bay Area schools, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you can get to and from. Utah's up there. Uh, Oregon's a cool setting once you get there. The locker room's crummy in the path to the stadium. You know, you go through their little gauntlet, but it's a neat-looking stadium and looks like it's a part of Middle Earth, you know? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Oregon State has one of the worst locker rooms on Earth, a visitor's locker room. And... Um, it's only okay. Let's see. Uh, um, you know, uh, the Rose Bowl is kind of neat just to be in the Rose Bowl. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's almost, uh, there's a lot going on, but it, it, it's it's kind of neat to check out that it's the Rose Bowl. I hear the fans complain a lot, but as you're on the field, and, and it's really not very loud, but um you know, the turf's cool, the locker room's cool. At least in my case, I think about Super Bowls that have been played there. Uh, same with the Coliseum, I suppose, except for, you know, in L.A., you're always hoping for a good escort uh, to and from to get uh, to the stadiums. You know, the Arizona schools are all right. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. They're all good in their own way. They're all uh, have something. I'd say, though, on the road, LSU's outstanding. The environment at LSU's outstanding. So at LSU, they, use, they, they play at night if they can. So, so you know, all the Louisiana folks and the Cajuns are all, you know, they've been at it for probably two days. And you go through there, and people are screaming and hollering and flipping off your bus and beating on the side of it as you're going in there. And uh, everything from little old ladies to their grandchildren are going to make sure you know how much uh, that they hate you and want you to get your ass kicked um, <laughs> before you uh, even get to the locker room. Then you get to the locker room, they'll kind of pick and pluck at your body as you're going through, you know, walking in. You know, they tighten up so you can only go single file. And then they kind of pluck at you. And then you get into the locker room, and there's a steaming pipe there. And, I mean, kind of has a leak, and it's hissing at you. And it's one of them that kind of sinks down out of the ceiling. I don't know if it's still there, but it'd drill you in the head if you don't duck. <laughs> and then the, the locker room's all mildewy and nasty. And then at the end of the tunnel's Mike the Tiger. Oh, as you pull up at some point, uh, and it's not going to be an attractive female, at some point, you're going to get mooned at least once and, and probably several times by people as your bus is pulling up. So the commitment and enthusiasm to the, their cause, the, the Tigers can't help but be admired a little bit. And so then... Um, and then that thing's hissing. Mike the Tiger's at the end of the tunnel. And uh, 
and it, it's funny, it used to say in their media guide, <clears throat> used to say in their media guide, we used to poke the tiger with a stick so he would growl at opponents. However, the Humane Society stepped in, and we're no longer allowed to do this. <laughs> and then, um, but you look at that tiger, and everybody says, yeah, a tiger's big. No, no, a tiger's real big. Uh, tigers aren't sort of big. Tigers are huge. And uh, and then the students get out there, they start working on you. And then uh, that one end zone's an H, and I can't remember the... the tradition behind that one but it's some traditional end zone then you can also see the old dorms that are wedged in the in part of the 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 stands too i mean they used to be dorms and you lived in the dorms and you know right out your front door was uh lsu football you know um but it's unique it's outstanding and uh, after going through all that I mean you're definitely fired up to play I mean so I always thought that was a great thing plus we had one of the best wildest games of my life there one time so coach obviously at some point they're going to write a movie about your life and there's going to have to be an actor to play you if you had a if you had a say in what actor played you in a Hollywood feature, what actor would you want to have play you? I'm not the best guy to ask on that. <clears throat> I've got um, I've got no <clears throat> I've got no real connection with him other than I've seen some of his movies. But um, you know, but um, just his mannerisms, at least uh, as they are on movies and things. I've always thought John Cusack might be a good one. Hmm. And I wouldn't even have an answer for that question other than I've been asked a number of times and got to thinking about What do you think? I think John Cusack's a really good one. Um, you know, you, you really do have to look for the characteristics. It, uh, I was thinking about, the problem is he's a little bit older, but Christopher Walken? I think would be would I be. Thought, a, I, I was thinking Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman might be good, and and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but kind of in the Rain Man characteristic. Yeah, he's just he's too little and doesn't have a football vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But but he, but, uh, he's but, a, but he's an incredible does. actor. He's got and he's got incredible. He's an incredible actor. He's got uh, Oscars and all that, but. Uh, uh, this doesn't seem like a sports guy, you know. That's true. Christopher Walken does, though. He, he's got he's got the broad shoulders. I think he's got the background. Scotty, what about you? You're the only one that hasn't thrown out an actor. Uh, yeah, I'd love Cusack. Cusack would be Cusack because Gross, yeah. Gross Point Blank is probably one of my favorite movies. So yeah, uh, Cusack's a great one. You know what? I'd just say, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let, let, let's just go go for gold and just say Matthew McConaughey and call it good, Coach. You know, I'm good friends with him, uh, and so it just seems, uh, yeah, it just seems odd, uh, that, and he, you know, he's like uh, one of my, well, he, I, you know, I see his movies, but he's just one of my favorite guys to hang out with, and he knows a little about everything, and you can talk about everything, and, you know, stay up late, have a good time, but, uh, um, 
Yeah, it, it just seems, uh, I guess I see a few differences enough that, uh, and we look a little different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> we look uh, uh, man. rugged resemblance. Well, I, I know when that movie comes out, Coach, I'll be watching it. Yeah, for dang sure. No doubt. Coach, hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Good luck on Saturday. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully uh, they make it a hard R so we can have some fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but tastefully done. <laughs> That's why well, we want it still artistic. You're damn right. I mean, we're not messing around here. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're going for the gold statue because, uh, you know, everybody needs a doorstop or a uh, conversation piece in their, in their living room, you know? Well, well, see, I was thinking about this because I, I, I've thought about this because there will be a movie. Would it be a romantic comedy? Would it be an action yeah, thriller? Yeah, that's right. It'd be, it'd be a romantic comedy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then we have to follow that's it up. It. Who would play your love interest in in the movie? Oh, somebody smoking hot that uh, <laughs> is uh, is a lot. Uh, you know, friendlier, you know, talks me into dubious behavior rather than me the other way around, you know? <laughs> that would be, the, you know, the, that'd be the little slice of fiction in it that, uh, you know, we would all enjoy to dress the thing up, you know? Well, no doubt. <laughs> the slice of fiction. <laughs> coach, you're the best. Good luck on oh, Saturday. Thanks. Man. Thank you so much, Coach. All right. Well, good talking to you. One of a kind, Mike Leach, head coach at Washington State, on with Hanson Scotty earlier today. There, there are you could count the coaches on one hand that you could have that conversation with. There are one finger. <laughs> There's Maybe nobody so. like Mike Leach out Unbelievable. there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thorough breakdown. What did I tell you? He'll give you an honest answer, and yes. he'll tell you why. Yeah, and I, it's so funny because anyone who's ever talked to Mike like that. Uh, has had similar experiences, just especially when he's got a little time on his hands, and he carves out more time for you. But he was walking there, right? He must have been. Well, he passed some people along the yeah. way. Yeah, he was walking, and so those guys were keeping him company, and he was treating them like they were walking down the street together, talking about this stuff. <laughs> he didn't want to leave. He didn't want the conversation to end. No, he did not. No, he he keeps going. That's what he does. We've had that experience at, at Media Day where wherever Mike is in the rotation, we're usually behind because he's talking to other stations, and then he'll still come on and talk to us and put us even further behind. But, but we but you don't never feel behind. Yeah. No, we never complain because it's he, always it's always interesting. He wants he wants the movie about his life to be a hard R so they can include some fun stuff in there. <laughs> What would the movie about your life be uh, rated, Gordon? <laughs> Depends on what you want to show. But, you know. I mean, How much of a role Chester's going to play? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, he said he wanted it to be a romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know if the guys who cover him on a regular basis get tired of the shtick after a while. But I don't think it is shtick. I think that's who he is. It's just what he is. And, and you got to respect that. We were talking off the air. I, I think he, like most coaches, I'm sure they get bored with the, the same questions over and over again. You know what I mean? And I think this is how he handles it. 
Okay. Like, I'm going to answer it how I want, and I'm going to give you a thorough, and I'm going to take it the direction that I want to go. Yep. Uh, well, he, he – I mean, uh, when I when I think of talking to Mike Leach, it's like talking to an old friend. McConaughey feels know. the same way. I, mean, I don't you, know if you, I have any old friends who talk like no, that. No, but you don't generally have those conversations with a coach. Uh, it's it's very direct. It's very to the point. And he's just like shooting the bull. He's, he's the dude if you go, hey, Mike, how's your day going? He'll go, well, I, I got up. <laughs> And I uh, stubbed my toe <laughs> on the door jam on my way to brush my teeth. And it really made me hard. think of Pangea and how <laughs> that came to be. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You got to like it. I do. All right. We're very excited. Coming up ne- next, Petros Papadakis is going to join us. Uh, he's going to be on the uh, on the broadcast for Utah-Washington State coming up this weekend. So we'll get to him right around the corner, find out what he thinks about the Utes and the Cougars. Those, you know cougars further north uh but maybe we'll slip in a byu question see what petros thinks uh of course he's a usc alum and he's just saw usc play byu and utah so those cougars would be the what the the tu tun team up north the ton i think you're on to something there although on washington state really rivals what would you say uh could you just say cougars up north I guess you could if you wanted to. But uh, obviously uh, the Utes must feel like Washington State is a rival considering Washington State is one four straight. I was going to say it's it's been one-sided if it's a rivalry. All right, we're at homie.com, and we're hanging out once again with Emily. And, Emily, our listeners could save a lot of money by simply going to homie.com and, and finding out what you guys do. They sure can. Yeah, we save our sellers an average of $10,000, even more if your house is worth more. And people probably automatically out there think like, okay, I'm saving some uh, money, but the experience is going to be, uh, you know, less than par. Mm-hmm. The truth is you, you guys have streamlined and upgraded the experience as well. Oh, we sure have. We give a full service experience, but still a fraction of the cost. So how do they get started? Just jump online at homie.com? Yeah, homie.com. They can start their listing right there. If they're looking to buy a home, they can also go to homie.com and look at any home for sale we pull onto our website, and they can just request a tour with one click. And one of the cool things, too, is with uh, with homie title now and homie mm-hmm. loans, I mean, you guys are, are just saving people money throughout the entire process. Yeah, and we're making it a one-stop shop, which makes it easy, too. They don't have to go around to a bunch of different places. So just homie.com mm-hmm. and, and figure it out. and uh, Yeah, we'd love to help them buy, sell, do a loan, refinance. There's a lot of that going on right now. Homie.com. Thank you very much, Emily. Thank you. Petros joins the show next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Riley Nelson. What do you think of the Utes and Cougars having a two-year sabbatical again here in a few years? I'm okay with it. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I agree with him completely about this whole idea that this game has to be played every year. Why? It only increases the intensity. That's when you know you're on to something. Name me a rivalry that doesn't play and grows increased, not decreased. This is a brilliant form of strategy, and you get your players to go to the swamp. And you know what they're going to do when they're down there? They're going to drain the swamp. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. What 
Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, hanging out with our good friends at Homie. Check out what they could do homie, uh, Do for you. Homie.com is where you need to go. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Petros Papadakis coming up here momentarily. Uh, Petros is going to be on the call for the Utah-Washington State game this weekend on FS1. He also does a radio show in Los Angeles on AM570 LA Sports and uh, been covering the Pac-12 Conference, played in Pac- uh, the Pac-12 Conference, been covering it for a long time now and uh, doing the TV and radio thing. So we're excited to uh, talk to Petros coming up here momentarily. Yeah, and like you said, he knows his football, and he's a lot of fun to talk to. He's just a fun guy. And I, I'd be curious to uh, to hear what he thinks uh, about this game upcoming because I, I know that uh, he has a great respect for Mike Leach, who we heard from in the last segment, and uh, certainly what Kyle Whittingham is doing uh, at Utah as well. So let's uh, get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. As I mentioned, it's going to be on the broadcast on FS1 this weekend. Also does a radio show on 570 LA Sports. He is Petros Papadakis with us on the big show. Petros, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you? What's popping, guys? Thanks for having me. How's it going out there? How's the weather? Oh, man, the Beautiful weather is right now. absolutely gorgeous. Fall in Utah is a good time to be in Utah. Although it might be raining Saturday night, or I don't know. I saw a lightning bolt on my phone. <laughs> so that's not a good sign. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, well, tell us, Petros, both these teams coming in this game, coming off uh, kind of disappointing losses. Utah right there in Los Angeles to, to USC, even though they were favored in that game, and probably the wildest game of football I've ever seen between U- UCLA and Washington State. Both these teams kind of have something to prove. Yeah, they they really kind of both had a, a very bad weekend, uh, one on the road and, and, and one at home. And both teams were really a couple of Obi-Wan Kenobis for the Pac-12, our, our only hope. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, every year we have the same conversation, it feels like, or at least recently. It's if Huntley and... Zach Moss can stay healthy, then Utah's got a great chance to run the table and win the win the South and win the whole thing as, and maybe make the playoff, you know, those kind of pipe dreams. And, and what happens right away? I mean, both guys get banged up. Huntley stays in the game. Moss is out early. Uh, Utah played poorly, I think, and had a really rough game officiating-wise. Both teams did, actually. The officials just kind of ruined that game. But the truth is they lost. You know, they didn't find a way to win a tough conference game on the road. And I'm not going to lie, it does kind of feel like the Utes have a block in the Coliseum. They've they've never won there, uh, even though they've had much better, more well-formed teams identity-wise in, in recent history. And I think the last time they won in L.A. against USC was like Fiesta Park in 1916 <laughs> when USC was called the Methodists and the Utah Utes were the Crimsonites. So it, that one was a really rough watch, uh, to be honest. And Utah plays very aggressively, defensively. That's always been their thing. But they kind of let themselves open to losing a jump ball and, and giving up big plays, which, which obviously they did to Michael Pittman. So the the combination of the Utes losing four straight to Washington State and then the way they struggled in the back end in the game against USC with Graham Harrell's offense, man, that, that uh, I mean, are the Utes going to be able to just 
kind of flip a switch and be ready for this passing attack that leads the nation? Well, I think they, they definitely have something to prove. Remember, as you said, Graham Harrell, Mike Leach, they, they, they run a similar deal. Now, does Washington State have the same players on the perimeter player for player that SC does? No, but they're much more sophisticated passing attack as far as distributing the ball to all five skill guys on the field. And that's really how Mike Leach sees the air raid. I don't I don't think any anybody else sees it the way he sees it. And I know that was a wacky game on, on Saturday night, but if I told you guys in August, hey, uh, Washington State's going to blow a 32-point lead at home, you'd be like, of course they are. Or I'd say Washington State's going to come back from 32 down at home. You'd be like, yes, of course they are. I mean, it, it wasn't shocking uh, unless you just watched it. You know, if you look, if you looked at the the box score and said, well, okay, this guy had nine touchdown throws, but they turned it over six times and gave up 14 points in in return in the return game, you'd say, well, okay, I can kind of see how that happened. But just to watch it unravel had to be torture, especially for like those Gardner Minshew types out there. But look, I like Washington State's running back a lot better than anybody USC's got. Uh, Max Borgie is a magician catching the ball on the edge. And it's interesting to me why Utah does get so aggressive with these air raid teams and and they leave themselves susceptible because you're basically one-on-one across the field in that way as opposed to playing, I mean, BYU, I think we all agree, is a less talented football team than Utah and USC uh, this year, definitely USC, but they were able to beat USC just by dropping eight and, and getting a pass rush with three different guys. And so it's interesting why Utah doesn't employ that more against uh, air raid teams. But again, their identity is their identity. They're good at who they are. Uh, they're, I think, the team I respect and like most, the program I like and respect most in the conference, I think, is Utah and what Kyle does. So there's definitely a method to why they do things the way they do things. But it'll be interesting to see, I guess, if they mix it up in this game and just play a little softer coverage on the edges. Petros, what's your take on Mike Leach? Why is he so? Why is he able to be so good at you know Lubbock and Pullman aren't exactly the the destinations to recruit to? What makes him great? Well, I, I think I, you know I just don't know if he could do it at a place like Tennessee. I mean Utah's a whole different animal, but you know one of these big programs that that have flirted with him or he's flirted with over the years. I mean he'll show up forty minutes late in a sweatsuit. To, and everybody else is in a tuxedo, you know, <laughs> and that's okay in Lubbock, right? That's cool in Pullman, <laughs> but uh, uh, in some of those places, maybe not as acceptable. He's definitely an eccentric personality, and he recruits a certain type of kid and talks to the kids a certain type of way and communicates and is more of kind of a teacher and sometimes a pretty tough love type of teacher, but... I think what makes him great is what makes college football great, is that there's room for all different kinds of minds and all different kinds of innovators. Now, I don't know, because I know people get frustrated, especially Wazoo fans from time to time, even though he wins nine, ten games a year nowadays and puts quarterbacks in the NFL. I still don't know if all the good stuff with Leach could exist without some of the negative stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, 
maybe that's a necessary balance, like just not having as much of a concept of time as a lot of college football. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Washington State run clock in, in the history of, of doing their games <laughs> when Mike Leach was their coach. And it's cost them in the past, but their mentality has obviously served them well and made them a successful program. I think what makes him successful is just the formula, who he is, you know, his personality, and the formula uh, of coaching and recruiting and distributing the football that comes with it. Uh, it's pretty interesting. He's got a pretty easy way of simplifying the game and explaining it to young people, and I think that's what works best. Now that I've talked my way through it. Yeah. <laughs> Petros, uh, obviously the Utes offensively going to have to score some points to win this game. Zach, if Zach Moss is out, uh, which it looks like he is, that's going to be He is? He's out? You guys know? No one we will do. tell me anything. I'm flying in there tomorrow morning with a bunch of questions. I might as well have like a fedora and a press ticket in my head. Is he out, Jake? We don't know for sure. Of course, we're getting the same treatment you are, but I, I would be surprised if they're prepare, if they're not preparing for him not okay. to be there. So I'm not reporting it, but it seems like uh, we're leaning that way with it. If that looks like case, that to me, and then Huntley yeah. is is banged up, right? Yep, yeah, he's got a foot. Mm-hmm. And so how much pressure does that put on Tyler Huntley and that Ute offense? How many points are they going to have to score in order to beat the, the Cougars? Well, I mean, they're going to have to play like they always play, which is special teams, defense, helping out the offense. That's that's Utah's style. So, you know, they need to get Washington State in that type of game and, and make it – uh, a lower-scoring football game, obviously. Uh, I like Brumfield. I don't think uh, the running game was the problem for Utah and the Coliseum. I thought the lack of calling running plays, especially in the red zone, and not sticking with it after, you, hey, you lose one yard once in a while, you got to keep running the ball. Uh, I thought that was really more of a problem. I, I like the way Brumfield played. I thought he came in violently, and he wanted to, he wanted to punish people, and I thought they should have recognized that a little bit more and got him the ball a little bit more. Uh, I think this offense works with or without Moss. I think it probably works with or without Huntley, uh, just as long as they, they don't make as many mistakes. They have developing players on the perimeter. I think, is it Thompson out on the edge, uh, the big receiver? I don't have my board. Of course, Britton Covey, yeah. uh, we all love him. The little guy, number 25. You know, they have players to distribute the ball to. Uh, it's just a matter of getting in rhythm uh, and and dedicating themselves to one thing. You know, after watching a few games, it's hard. To, I don't really know what Utah's offensive identity is uh, after that SC game. You know, uh, I thought that little pop pass to the tight end, even though it worked uh, on one occasion for a touchdown, I thought that that was indicative of the tone that they set, especially in the red zone when they're clearly a much more physical and violent team than the Trojans were. And I, I don't think they took advantage of that enough. And I would expect them to try to take advantage, recognize that, and try to take more advantage of it offensively than, uh, than they did last week. So I think they're going to try to take the air out of the ball, attack the perimeter with Covey, you know, inside screens, all the stuff they do. But they're going to try to get first downs and uh, – and keep Washington State's prolific offense on the, on the sideline. Petros, forgive me for going away for this from this game for just one second, but this is a I don't I don't you have to you can ask me anything. 
Oh, uh, well, this is a total personal curiosity question because it's such a, a soap opera in that USC athletic department. But Lynn Swan oh. resigns out of nowhere. Where, where is all this coming from? Is it, is it Lori Laughlin Gate? Is his horrendous football <laughs> hires? What, what, what's the deal? Uh, Lynn Swan got fired, but uh, he should have never been hired. I mean, would anybody really care if, uh, if USC was a fundraising utopia and they hired ex-football stars who have different uh, golf memberships at Augusta to be the athletic director, and they fly around on a private jet, and they won 11 games a year, and they didn't have controversies and lawsuits at the university ranging from two FBI investigations, uh, pervert, crackhead, dean of the medical school, and uh, a monstrous gynecologist who was able to, to, to sexually assault uh, students for decades, and they tried to cover those stories up. I mean, if none of that stuff was happening and USC was just the gluttonous money pit that it always had been, no one would care. But the truth is, the last 10 years have been some of the most embarrassing in the history of, of a lot of universities. Uh, USC is one of them. Michigan State's one of them. You know, uh, a lot of stuff is being revealed in, in this information age, I guess, that we live in that makes it pretty hard to stomach the place, to be honest. So uh, they really do need a blood transfusion uh, in many ways. And they, they've got one with the AD. They've got one in a way with the university president who is replacing a lot of people with people who have experience uh, in, in universities from other places and aren't really tainted with the Trojan family, quote-unquote, label uh, that my whole family is tainted with. And, you know, every, a lot of people are. Uh, it, it really has felt like kind of a, 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 a burden or sort of a, a, a scarlet letter recently, at least for me, uh, than anything over the last few years. That's how bad uh, USC has been. So I hope it's a step in the right direction, but there's still a lot of cockroaches in the walls, if you guys know what I'm saying. Last thing from me, Petros, uh, do you believe that Chip Kelly is going to turn it at UCLA? Uh, is that win they had last week going to be a spark, or do you think this is going to be an ongoing struggle? Well, it was definitely a spark, you know, because it, it, it was a dark night, you know, before that <laughs> that light yeah. came on. I mean, uh-huh. and, you know, i I got to be honest. I, I remember I, I was the same way last year. I expected them to be much better. They came out, and they could not line up. I mean, they could not line up last year in the first three, four games. And uh, and, and then this year, uh, after they ran over USC, you, I expected them to have some momentum, and they could not line up. You know, the, the quarterback's thigh pad caused like five turnovers in the first week. Uh, it was unbelievable. And then suddenly they find this weird confidence out of nowhere. I mean, you... I know it was a crazy game, but you they're young guys, and you have to keep belief and keep playing in a situation like that up in Pullman in a tough environment. I think it was definitely a spark. So, I mean, after that, I would expect them to at least be competitive. I mean, they haven't really been competing, especially uh, offensively. So I think you'll have a fun game. They look like their quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, got some swagger uh, to him after that game. You know, he's played in really, really unconfident choppy manner and hey the truth is look 
and I'm not making excuses for Chip Kelly because I thought they'd be a lot better. I do think everybody over there sees this as a very long-term play because they know how bare the cupboard Jim Mora left was, and it was uh, very bare. Uh, and then Chip ran off the other half of the team. So, I mean, and, and internally, everybody knows that. So uh, he's turned over a lot of different players, and I do think it is a long-term play. Are they a better-than-three-win team this year? I, I think so. I think they'll get more than that, but I, I don't think they'll get to six. And finally, Petros, when we say the name Craig Bowler, Jack, what's the first thought that comes into your mind? Oh, what a, what a stud. One of my favorite. You know why I like him so much? Because he didn't talk that much as a play-by-play guy. The rest of us just talked, and he was cool, man. He just was stoic and wonderful, and he took the moment over with his big voice, and everybody sat down like they were in church. You know, he just, he let us run around him, you know, he let us run around him like little mice, and when he needed to, you know, he just stood up and called the play. He was, he's a great man, a great guy to travel with, one of, one of my favorite guys. I wish I would have been able to work with him longer than I did, but I know he's a, he's a local icon in, in Salt Lake and in the NBA, of course, so uh, I just was great to have worked with him well we love working with him too and you're right bowler is definitely an icon around here and petros we we really appreciate a few moments of your time and we'll catch you on the broadcast this weekend man thanks you guys got to ask bowler about his salty outside linebacker days at kansas state the pre-bill snyder era yeah yeah believe me i've heard all those stories <laughs> petros. i've heard them all everyone and i've I, I got all the details on the seven knee surgeries and the the shoulder surgery and 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 the the smell of the turf and the sweat of the in the oh, pads i just know. i felt like whenever i traveled with bowler wherever i was in the world could be west virginia could be say uh, uh missouri we went all over uh cal berkeley i always felt like i was on a cattle drive <laughs> <laughs> one one little tidbit for you, Petros. Did you know his his initial uh, major at, at K State was studying dirt? He was he, he was majoring in dirt at Kansas State, and then decided to become a broadcaster. So that's how that happened. Yeah, you know, I could, I could see the you know uh, we uh, it, very similar uh, trajectories. <laughs> <laughs> very similar. <laughs> both the bottom of the both the bottom of the uh, the, uh, the the run of the ladder, aren't they? <laughs> Dirt and broadcasting. Oh, Thanks, Petros. We'll see you on Saturday. Thank you, guys. There you go, the great Petros Papadakis. He's going to be on FS1 doing the Utah-Washington State game this weekend. I was over at Arizona State. Uh, I believe it was Arizona State. Uh, might have been Arizona, but it was Arizona State, and Petros was there. And we sat down, and we were talking, and he was telling stories, and I was laughing. He's just, he's just a fun, fun guy. All right, uh, we're going to be hanging out tomorrow at the Warehouse, uh, their brand-new location in Orem, right off University Parkway, the old Toys R Us building. Come check it out. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We'll have more coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Will Snowden joins us. Reaction to the news that the the rivalry will be going away for a couple years. Uh, You know, whenever you hear that, it's a little disappointing, but college football is a big business. If we actually just stay in reality that this is a business, you're not going to get your feelings hurt over the rivalry. I mean, obviously I want to see it, but I understand it it doesn't upset me to the point where it's like, you know, I'm going to lose a bunch of sleep over. It is what it is. It's a business, and Utah's got to do what they think is best to uh, build 
their brand, just like BYU has to do what they think is best to build their brand. I think it'll be okay. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Big thanks to our friend Petros Papadakis, who joined us in the last segment, Gordon. Man, that was a lot of fun. He was absolutely terrific. Great football insight. And since I uh, I got a big no comment from our boy uh, Pete Arbogast, who was, by the way, terrific when he joined us last week, but I asked him about the Lynn Swan stuff, and he yeah. didn't feel uh, comfortable talking about it. I wanted to, to ask Petros about that uh, just because, uh, you know, he'll uh, – He'll peel it back for us, and he did. And this new president is is trying to fix all this stuff, and so much has gone wrong at USC over the past 10 years that they probably needed a new direction. He said cockroaches are still in the walls? He did. He did say that, uh, um, figuratively speaking, right? (laughs) I suppose that, uh, yeah. Figuratively speaking. Indeed. Mm. All right. We're hanging out live at Homie. Check them out, homie.com. And Emily joins us once again. And Emily, you're about making things easy for our, our listeners and saving them money. Yeah, we're doing both. We really want to make the home buying experience something that anybody could do because we've got your back the whole way through it. But we don't want to charge you an arm and a leg when we do it. So we are slashing commissions. Yeah, so let's talk about how you're doing that. I mean, the, the real estate has been done kind of the, in the same way forever. You guys mm-hmm. are, are reinventing uh, how commissions all, all, all together are done, really. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because when you become an agent, you learn that commissions are negotiable and you're supposed to negotiate them with your client. But it doesn't really happen out in the real world. It, usually the 6% is pretty... Is what everybody does and so we we saw that once we became a brokerage we can charge whatever we want whatever makes sense for us and we settled on fifteen hundred dollars when you list your home instead of the typical commissions and we found that that is plenty you know like we were talking about earlier we we make plenty of money we're not going to go out of business but we're still saving our consumers thousands so let's say you have a, a palatial estate like uh-huh. my co-host here oh. i mean we're we're talking uh, mm-hmm. some serious chat millions but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for really anybody out there who's selling a home it, it, regardless you're going to save them a ton of money oh yeah i mean we've done small condos all the way up to we actually did a two million dollar home that closed about a month ago and they saved fifty thousand dollars wow it's a ton of money that if they had hired a traditional agent yes it still would have sold but they would have paid that to them so that's a lot of money they got to keep and if you're buying a home you guys can help too we love to help you buy homes you can request a tour from our website you'll go tour with one of our great agents and we'll get you up to five thousand dollars back from the commission if it's available well emily thank you so much for having us thank you so much for being here i love it all right we'll have more next on the big show george niang and his conversation with gordon you're not going to want to miss it it's straight ahead here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach at Washington State, Mike Leach. In a Hollywood feature, what actor would you want to have play you? I've got no real connection with you, other than I've seen some of his movies. But um, just his mannerisms, at least uh, as they are on movies and things. I've always thought John Cusack might be a good one. Would it be a romantic comedy? Yeah, that's right. It'd be, it'd be a romantic comedy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who would play your love interest in the movie? Oh, somebody smoking hot that uh, <laughs> talks me into dubious behavior, you know? And hopefully uh, they make it a hard R so we can have some fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.